So I sh- I should have done what Megan did and let's do an episode to remember our like structure. But basically, I just need to welcome everybody, right? Yeah, we and do. Then we say, hey. yeah. Okay. Uh, but we we did a cold opening. Hey everybody! Hey, hey. <laughs> there it is. Welcome back! Yay! Everybody, welcome back. Ten years uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pulling threads. Where are they now? Episode <laughs> uh, for the seven people who are listening right now. Um, we are men yeah. and women of of our word. We did say that there would be a final episode. Here we and are. And here it is. <laughs> Never. We didn't put a. We didn't put a time. Yeah. Never lose your faith. On. Never just keep that faith going. Never. See, it all ties together. Yeah. Ties yeah. together. We pulling wanted threads, to teach you a lesson. It. Never lose that faith. Yep, that's what we're all about here. Uh, well, this is pulling threads. I'm Nathan, and I'm with Cliff. Hey, Cliff. Hey, hey, everybody. And, and I'm trying to I'm remember with... how to, you know, like talk. Yeah, uh, and, it's good. Yeah, because yeah, you haven't said a word since our last episode. Megan, hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Thanks remember, Megan, here. you're a part of us now. Oh, remember? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And and you're the one that sends out the Zoom link, so this is kind of oh, your meeting. True. Yeah. yeah. Thank Thanks for having us. No problem. So we said when we wrapped up about a year ago that we were going to do a final episode, and then our plan at the time was to do it, you know, relatively soon. And here we are. 12 to 13 months later recording Mm -hmm. and that was for a lot of different reasons we needed to deconstruct from deconstruction yeah yeah deconstructing is exhausting Uh, i mean this kind of we could keep going with a witty banter but this does kind of um that's what i have in my notes here start with witty banter but we could just segue right into our our what we want to talk about first, which is why we stopped in the first place, because we did, I think, 13 episodes, 13 interviews, 13 conversations. Like that, yeah. And then, yeah. And then we decided that was it for then. Um, and so uh, let's just let's just talk about uh, why we why we decided to do that. It was kind of a mutual thing. All three of us felt like, yeah, this is a good stopping place. I think we all had our own reasons for that. Um, Megan, for you, why? Why did you feel like, yeah. 13's enough. Let's go ahead and stop now. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was several reasons. Like I could tell all of us kind of needed a little break, like you said, for different reasons. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe we just got to the, or I got to the point where I kind of felt just more at peace with like what we had done and what we created and felt like, okay, like there's nothing more that I need to explore maybe in that, in this realm. I don't know, but I had a good time while doing it. I don't know if that, I don't know, I'm going to think about it. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes, that makes sense. Cliff, what about you? Well, I think that the process of producing a podcast and Nathan, I mean, you did uh, pretty much most of the editing work, but I think the process of producing that we realized it's not easy to produce a podcast. And I don't know how some of these people do it, especially these 
uh, who are putting out an episode every day or every week, like every week for years. That's a, that's a a huge commitment. So I I think um, it, hopefully the listener can appreciate to some extent, it's not easy to put even a podcast as kind of simple and short seasoned as ours. It it wasn't easy. And I think I, I, I know we got busy and Mm -hmm. um, with, with, you know, the school year, I mean, last school year was not a normal, still not a perfectly normal year coming out of COVID. So that kind of um, made things more difficult. The other thing for me, and it's not to take away from anybody's journey because every journey has its um, nuanced differences and uh, every journey is equally important. But um, perhaps I, I should have, felt like this was going to happen. It makes sense. But a lot of the journeys, there was enough in common mm-hmm. to where it was just like, oh, this is this is like the other. And I guess that is um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about deconstruction, deconstructing from a faith. And there are similar reasons why why that happens. Not not always perfectly similar. But anyway, um, I think that it for me it got kind of got to the point where okay we've told enough stories. I remember my initial hope when producing the podcast is that it's giving people the chance to be able to see themselves in the stories that are being shared. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we had a variety of enough maybe to where um, we, we accomplished that goal. Yeah, as a group. So yeah, definitely. It's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, mine, I think similarly to what you were saying, Cliff, I don't know, Megan, you expressed this as well. It just felt like, okay, we are just telling kind of variations of the same story at this point. And it's important to give those people their own platform. And everybody's, like Cliff just said, everybody has their unique, um, you know, experience and they bring something to their story that's different than everybody else. But it did feel like, okay, if we keep doing exactly what we're doing now, we're just going to get kind of different flavors of this same story over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And then I remember also, Megan, we, you talked about this. There's like a ex evangelical community Mm -hmm. and it just feels like they're, I don't know. You didn't want to just be another voice in that shouting into that, whatever. Yeah. That vacuum. Um, Yeah. And, and I didn't, you know, I didn't either. I didn't really have interest in that. And I, like Cliff said, it did take a long time to produce these and yeah, yeah. Nathan and put so in a was, lot of work, people, if you did not know. Well, no, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Like, I, I really liked doing it. Um, but it did feel like, okay, now, when all the stories are starting to run together for me, yeah. that's not what I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. really after that. And we weren't, we weren't trying to, I don't know, our goal wasn't like to hit a million listeners or anything. It was just to create something that people connect with and might help a few people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think also for like us, you know, to we've all three of us have connected on this topic. And I think I don't know about you guys, but like I kind of wanted to see who else was out there. And I feel like we did that in a meaningful way to where I kind of came to the place where I was like, okay, I'm I'm at peace with my existence in the you know in yeah. this area and and i would say continue it continues to do that i still have people reach out to me yeah. i mean it's not again not in like the millions or thousands even but 
it's still people reaching out saying that they're listening and that, you know, it helped them. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's, you know, still being listened to and, and, and used and people are connecting with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, too, we've talked about, like, on this journey, how it, it is kind of different mm, patterns that are not patterns, but like processes that you go through, you know, so you can you go through kind of some anger and like bitterness. And for me, I kind of feel like I'm at a place where I'm kind of at peace and I don't have to, you know, and I think maybe we're all in different places. So like we're all exploring our own kind of, I don't know if you want to say deconstruction, but (laughs) (laughs) what Megan, why does that word bother you? I I feel like it's like trendy now. (laughs) And you know me, I don't want to, you don't want to be trendy. (laughs) I guess not. It's funny. I mean, yeah, it's, um, it it definitely like you just, I mean, just get onto TikTok. And it's, you know, it, it trends a lot. Yeah. I, for me, it's like, isn't it? It's all a trend. Even the before deconstruction, that's a trend. Yeah. The, I mean, there the, was you already know, deconstruction like yeah. years ago, and, you know. And like even, um, I, and I, to, I told you guys about how I saw on that one episode of, of Oprah where we, there have always been people deconstructing from mm-hmm. faith. Uh, they just didn't always use that word. And I think even like in the 1800s, you, you could kind of read it in books. They never used the word deconstruction, but those people were kind of mockingly, kind of like today, people are uh, called woke. Uh, and back then they were mockingly called enlightened. Um, like it was kind of used in the same way that a lot of people use the woke thing, which is another, I guess, um, uh, trend. I don't personally mind using the deconstruction, but you're right. It, it kind of... When it seems trendy, then it seems. Um, I, I know one preacher uh, talks about how it's now the sexy thing to do to yeah. deconstruct, and uh, I don't know that it's sexy. Well, and I feel I like there's kind of like a more recent like negative tone about it, or from people who are just deconstructing, which is understandable. Like we just mentioned, you know, you have to go through the stages of like grief yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really in that negative space about it anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind yeah. of ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. To some degree, other than like with my close, you know, like you guys and, we have our community where we can reach out and still talk about stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. you said, I feel like what we did was valuable for us and yeah. hopefully our listeners at the time, because that's what we were kind of looking for at that time was other people who we could connect with on these topics, you know? Yeah. 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 And there was a, a lot of selfish motivation there for me too in, in this process, like you're talking about. Like I wanted to work through some of this myself mm-hmm. and talking about it with you two always felt like therapy yeah. of a sort, you know, like this common experience we've had. 
and then yeah it was cool seeing like each of us at different stages of that journey and i honestly didn't even know the terms deconstruction or exvangelical until we started yeah. doing this and i was like oh there's like a whole space here they're, they're good hashtags <laughs> yeah yeah they are they are another thing i was thinking about was like i mean i think all three of us are creatives in some you know capacity and so exploring this podcast world together was kind of mm-hmm. exciting and new for us and as a creative person like one of the things I've had to kind of come to terms with with myself is that like I like to explore different avenues of creativity and that's okay it's I don't have to be like committed to like one thing for the rest of my life and become a master at that I feel like I used to kind of feel like that and working on the podcast with you guys I think is just like one more creative outlet that I enjoyed for that time you know for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 For me, for my, my ADHD wiring, like things, things are engaging mm-hmm. and they're delivering the dopamine until they're not. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it just feels like drudgery. And that, yeah, that definitely happened towards the end too. And I think it was as we started seeing, okay, these are feeling a, a bit repetitive. Um, not to, Cliff already said this, not to take away from anybody's stories, yeah. but it is just a variation. We're kind of going through the same cycle every time. And it, it didn't feel fresh anymore. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like we weren't adding anything new to what we were producing yeah. to our com- to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of, yeah. And that's when I think that you get into that danger area where you just kind of turn bitter and you do sound really negative all the time. And that was all, I, I was always feeling, I didn't want to step over that line where we seemed like we were criticizing religion. Like I do have a lot to say about it. I do think there's a lot of toxicity within mm-hmm. Like for me within the Southern Baptist Church, that was my world. Um, but I, I also think there are a lot of good people there, and I think faith does good things for them. And I didn't want to seem like I was belittling that at all, or you know, yeah. like I'm angry about parts of my childhood and parts of religion, definitely uh, part of that faith community. But I also respect those people and love those people and am related to a lot of those people mm-hmm. and, you know, I have a lot of friends. And so I wanted to always be respectful of that. And I think if we kept going, it would have kind of, I don't know, maybe the tone may, might have devolved a bit. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Uh, you definitely, it, working through things in stages, I think time, maybe it's a factor of time or maturity. I don't know. Uh, you definitely, for, and, and from my point of view, Nathan, you're offering a lot of grace uh, and I'm, I'm not in, in me, um, in my journey, I'm not ready to offer that same level of grace. And perhaps that was coming out <laughs> in some of the things I said in the podcast, you know? Um, well, I always felt like I, I wasn't being, I did feel this tension between, uh, us where I didn't feel like, I feel like I was disappointing you by not being more aggressive or oh. outspoken about some things. I felt like you wanted to go there and I wasn't willing to. Oh, no. Was that a, was I, that honestly, no. I mean, I, okay. I I kind of just assumed I was going there enough for all three of us. Um, <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I did recognize that we're on different stages. But again, I, I think that you're, I mean, isn't that the, uh, isn't that the whole thing of grace is that grace is when you offer something that's not necessarily deserved and yeah. I don't think it's deserved. Um, and, and that's, and, and I'm also not ready to offer the grace. So, but I think that's an important part of 
deconstruction, if you will, is like being around other people who are at different stages because it wouldn't have even started for any of us, I don't think, if we wouldn't have had some kind of person or outer, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. someone who was exploring some of those things. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Nate, did you, I think I, we talked about this, but I think that there's some, I don't want to use the word pioneer, but like it's, I felt like you came, you didn't have that kind of deconstructive role model, right? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. And but you had a partner. You know, it was, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had Lindsay, yeah. and she and I kind of <laughs> went through it together. So we had each other. Um, I I was always seeking like maybe a mentor or a guide, and never mm. found what I was looking for there. Um, but I mean, it's not like it was. It was difficult for me because it was detaching from my identity for years for decades this is who i am and Mm -hmm. now i have to kind of figure out who i am and out in this other space apart from that um but i I will say just to go back a couple steps like what i went through cliff like i think your your level of anger is justified because of like real trauma you experienced because while for me it was like i don't believe these things and the I feel like they're producing hateful rhetoric and, you know, hate towards different groups of people that I can't get on board with anymore. Um, That's different than you hearing who you are as a person is fundamentally like an abomination, you know, like that, that's a different thing. And I think that that trauma for you creates a a level of a depth of, you know, anger and resentment that, I can't identify with like that's that yeah that's your journey and that's way different than than mine mm-hmm. I was thinking about fair enough yeah <laughs> like you Nathan had already you know been on your journey and I feel like I was also on the journey but like when we connected as friends you know that gave me someone else to like talk about stuff with and then obviously cliff y'all were already friends then but you weren't deconstructing at the time but like slowly but surely you know we got you no i'm just kidding (laughs) sometimes Uh, i wonder if if uh because you guys might i mean i don't uh, never mind i don't want to because we don't like to talk about politics but uh, no, do we it, do it. it well, we, we can always, we can always. Well, yeah. I, I, again, sometimes cause I, it, it's, it, it, it really is like pulling threads. You don't realize that if you start pulling on this particular mm-hmm. thread, that another thread is going to be impacted that you hadn't fully appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then that thread kind of gets played with and, and then that effect. And just the whole politics leading up to the 2016 election, mm-hmm. and then of course the um, you know Trump taking over in 2017, um, that was that was a huge thread that I did not I, I had no idea at the time. I, like that thread in and of itself, that just that that grew like this anger in me because that was the first time um, that I began to question. I feel like I feel like I've been hiding who I am 
for so long, but it was worth it because I agreed Mm -hmm. with, with all of this other stuff. And so it was okay. It was worth it. It was uh, honorable. It was whatever you want to use. But then when the, the, the church that I knew surrounding me, the Southern Baptist, the Southern Evangelical, when the church began championing and endorsing somebody of the likes of Trump, that's when I began to, that was a little bit more clear for me to see that well, that's why I'm hiding that right there. And I don't know, that was just the beginning of a, of a, of a pulling of that thread. And I had no idea that it would result in me, you know, just coming out a few mm-hmm. years later. So. Yeah. And I think where, because of the depth of that trauma and because of the, the freshness of it, I think you had a lot more to unpack than Megan and I did, you know, because we'd been doing that work kind of a little for years longer. Honestly. Right. I, maybe more diluted, I guess. for yeah, y'all. Yeah. 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 And I went through an angry phase for sure. Yeah. And it would not have been healthy for me to get on a microphone at that point. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, yeah. I feel like I had a couple conversations with you when you were maybe a little bit in that angry phase, right? Right. Oh, for sure. You, yeah. You certainly yeah. have better control than I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you and I, like when you and I first met and you started hanging out at our house a lot, we had some pretty heated conversations. Uh, yeah. And so you did, you did catch you definitely caught some of that anger. And yeah. I was more like, I would run my mouth at school about different things, especially in the lunchroom, you know, uh, usually political, mm-hmm. not really. I, I wouldn't really get into the being in Texas at the time. Yeah. I, I didn't venture into the religion <laughs> conversations like that. So confrontationally politics yeah. I would, but yeah, it, it uh, yeah, I, well, I, isn't was, it, I was pretty raw. It, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's kind of one and the same. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel I, I don't know if that, which is a, never mind. Okay, yeah. okay. No, I no, no. I think the I, I think you're right. And I, sorry, Megan, no, I cut you go off. Ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I th- I think the problem is that we ha- we've done this thing where we now take our political perspective as our identity. Mm-hmm. Like this is who we are. Mm-hmm. And so when someone disagrees with you, they are disagreeing with who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and that doesn't feel good. Uh, and that, uh, yeah. And so I think pol- politics, like we used to have debates about policy, like this yeah. policy is better. Now we're having debates about who you are as a person. And that's a, that's a different thing. And I think we've ventured into that realm and, and I hate it. And that's what, another reason why I'm usually pretty careful and always tried to steer us out of mm-hmm. politics because yeah. I don't want to fan those flames. Like those, those flames are fanned enough. Yeah. Um, and and I just want to I want to listen more and I want to be accepting of of people's views and try to find common ground, which I feel like is increasingly difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still I think it's still possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was you know we kind of ventured off the path, but that was the the reasons the genesis of why we stopped. Um, anything else to add there? Or are we good with that? I like Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't get a lot of drummers as lead singers. No. Not enough. No, no. Yeah. Good one. So another thing that we wanted to talk about when we made this little outline that we made to, 
as we tried to have a conversation that sounds natural that we've pre-planned a little bit, uh, I have this question here. What do we learn from this experience? Do you have any like big takeaways or small takeaways or things like, I'm glad I did it because of that. Do you have any of those? Um, well, I've already talked about one of the big takeaways was just acknowledging learning how difficult it is to produce a podcast, you know, uh, which makes me appreciate. Yeah, I do listen to other podcasts, makes me you know, grow a deeper appreciation. Um, I think um, it's almost like journaling, right? So I think, yeah. um, I mean, I'm still going through my process, but this, uh, the, the podcast kind of, uh, it, it will... It, it kind of um, uh, reflects a very specific part of my journey that I think will be interesting to look back, back on, mm-hmm. you know, in the future to kind of see. Hopefully, there will have been some growth. <laughs> there already um, has been, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> there has been, though. Even if it's not growth you like, right? Or growth you... I, mean, I, I I would hope that there's been growth. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes uh, it's hard for me to know the difference between growth and, no, I'm just really busy. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, mm. so it's a little, so I have to wait till I'm not busy to, yeah. to figure Reflect. out if I really have grown or, gotcha. or yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's understandable. Um, Megan, any, any takeaways for you i guess one of the things i've learned is just a reminder that friendship like close friendship is important you know because it was really nice to connect with y'all each week and like have that community which was one of the things we kind of talked about through the process is difficult to have that so i think it was just a good reminder that we can still find that community even if we're outside of the traditional church and to mm. make effort to connect with the community. And, and also, you know, hearing people's stories was another way we got to connect with people. So just realizing again, that you're not alone in the journey, even if it's different for each person. Um, that was a big takeaway f- for me. I think it helped give me even more peace, you know. I think I get so distracted with um, so many different elements of the deconstruction mm-hmm. that I think it's a combination between the fact that for the longest time I went to the same church and as the same community that I teach in, and just because of the nature of my job, I I feel like I social like I don't know. Um, but I never fully appreciate the the lack of uh, th- that part of it, right? That you kind of lose your community, mm-hmm. uh, at least a, a certain part of your community. And it almost makes me wonder um, why we don't see more. I don't know what this would be. And, and Nate, so you said you, um, in a previous conversation, you said, you said you and Lindsay visited a unit. Is it a Unitarian church? Would, yeah, you, would you yeah. say, is it fair to say that that's probably the closest thing that we have to like people attempting to keep that same sense of like a church community but without the religion attached and the doctrine and the dogma yeah so definitely there's spirituality there um but not like you said not super dogmatic uh 
and not like one particular path or um yeah so open to a spiritual experience but not so stringent and it has to be this way yeah that that does feel like that but but with like you said but with the kind of the the built on the paradigm of this is you know this is the way we're going to experience this we're going to get together on sundays and we're going to sit in these rows and there's going to be music and there's going to be you know a sermon and like that yeah well i mean and for some people like the religion and the faith and the dogma aside the ritual the traditional Mm -hmm. part of it is equally as important as like the community like like that helps the sense of community is finding ways to implement uh those rituals and and Mm -hmm. that tradition it makes me wonder uh i mean anybody could just go and, and research this but it is showing that like christianity in general especially here in america is in decline and i think by the year 2050 it's going to be less than half of the population is going to identify with a christian faith um but it makes me wonder if we're going to start seeing more of that established where people leave the religion the religious faith but still have a need to establish those kind of communities of ritual and uh to where they can still have that sense of community Hmm. I think there's a huge want for that. And I think it's one of the things people miss the most when they, I, I'm sick of using deconstruct, but when yeah. they step away from their faith uh, or, you know, pull those threads. Hashtag step apart. away. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to, uh, we're trendsetters. Let's keep this podcast whatever, going. Whatever Stepping word away. we put on it. When people do that, I think that's, that's definitely the thing. And even, even like the emotional impact we've already talked about this on previous podcasts but the emotional impact of singing hymns uh yeah you know, that's like a that's like a big deal for people and yeah. yeah you do lose those things and that's one of the saddest parts for for a lot of people out of curiosity so did you guys sing hymns at the unitarian church what, yeah they have a hymnal say, yeah. um yeah what the, what the, was the text what was the text theologically it's I, i'm sure you can google it but theologically it, it's pretty uh general Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of love and God, and I don't even know if they used pronouns for God. Um, like I don't know if they gendered God or right. not. I can't remember that part. <laughs> when I started uh, like changing my beliefs, but I was still in the church leading music. <laughs> I looked up a lot of Unitarian like hymns or oh, you sneaky yeah. devil you because <laughs> i was like i i want to be authentic still i don't want to sing songs that i don't believe yeah. in anymore so i need to find songs that i can align with and i thought well at least we can find that common ground but yeah it is kind of interesting so nate what have you learned through this whole process yeah, I think my biggest takeaway, well, I love talking to people and hearing their stories. And then I loved that feeling you get when you identify something really, yeah. like really strongly with something they say. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't feel so alone. Um, but for me, I think the the biggest takeaway, other than the most powerful conversation for me, obviously, if you listen to that episode, I cried pretty much the whole conversation was, you know, talking to Carly, yeah. who's my cousin and also my daughter's biological mom. That helped me so much, like just helped our relationship and then helped me understand my daughter better. And her husband's amazing. And yeah, I loved that one uh, yeah. for very personal reasons. But I think also uh, the experience helped me 
um, talk about this with people in my life who I hadn't been honest with about where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hasn't happened across the board, but a lot of people heard the podcast and then reached out and we had good conversations and they're still very comfortable in their sweaters and that's great for them. And for some people, uh, I had, my friend Scott would call after almost every episode and we would just kind of, you know, talk about what, what, whatever we had come up in the conversation. And for him, it was strengthening his faith mm-hmm. and, and that's awesome. And then, but it also allowed me this kind of uh, backdoor way to yeah. be honest with, you know, people mm-hmm. in my life about where we are. And I think, you know, the three of us have a collective ex- experience of working for uh, a guy who we all really respected. And he was one of the people I was like really afraid of finding this out. I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I don't ever want to disappoint that guy. And so for him to hear it and it was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. He still loves us. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, and that's how I felt. Right. I like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. I yeah. So for me, that. it was, you know, like, yeah, it, it helped me with some of my insecurity about mm-hmm. the whole thing. For sure. Uh, so I guess before we, before we close this, let's just kind of give an update on, it's been a year since we recorded. Mm-hmm. Where are we now? What do you think about, you know? Any, any, I don't want to say progress, but any evolution, any change in your beliefs? Again, it kind of like journaling. I mean, I do post, uh, uh, I've slowed down a little bit, uh, but I, I tended, as you guys are aware, to really vent um, and almost journal. I, I kind of view it on Facebook. And um, it's very interesting because, Nate, you talked about your I think it was your family member or a close friend who said his his faith is strengthened. Strengthened. I remember when, um, in in going back and just kind of watching the process from coming out, and it's I, I see uh, you know how you get the Facebook memories that pop up from previous posts, you know, and some are some you know obviously date back to around the time that I came out and the months and the in the in the years that followed and um I still remember asking Nate um this was not too long after I came out I I still considered myself a Christian when I came out I still wanted to have faith I knew that I had to figure out how I could reconcile the the faith um, with who I just knew I was, I, I, I knew that was an issue, but I still considered myself a Christian. Um, I do recall beginning to reread the Bible mm-hmm. with an obvious shift of lens, um, which I think began to pull some threads, but I remember asking Nathan, um, Nathan, I, I texted him. I was like, okay, I feel like I, I have these feelings, but I don't know how to put them into words. Like I, I, I want to learn. I want to seek truth. Um, but I don't know where to begin. I I don't have the words. I don't have all I, all I have is what I've been taught and what I just assumed, um, because I had never questioned it. And Nathan, you, you, uh, suggested bar airman. And and so or Erman. Oh, you got it. Uh, yeah. Bart Erman. Okay. I'm giving you different options. 
Um, you suggested him as just a kind of a starting point. And it was Jesus Interrupted. And Nathan, I remember even telling you, like after I read that book, which introduced just um, a lot of information that I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. But I remember telling you that I felt like my faith was strengthened after reading that book. And and looking back, it's like, I, I don't know, like I, I had, um, it was January 6th of 2021. We all remember what a shit, shit show day that was. And I had posted something on Facebook. This was January of 2021. And I was, and I read it, I was surprised. I kept on referring to my Jesus and how the Jesus that I have faith in is different than the Jesus that appears on the signs and the flags and, and all that that was taking place at the Capitol. And um, I, it's it's interesting to see that I was like, man, I was still like, it took me a while to get to the point where I didn't even identify with that. It's, it's just kind of weird to go back and read th- through all of that to see like, man, I... I guess I hung on to it longer than I remembered. Um, and even as I'm saying that, I'm, I'm considering all of the times that I see um, people say something akin to, oh, you just uh, left the faith so that you could live a life of sin. You know, you just left the faith so that you can do what you want yeah and that's no (laughs) like um and even if even if somebody i mean it's very easy just because of the way that people have been taught and within the confines of a, a religious faith that homosexuality is a lifestyle of sin so maybe if i even conceded that i mean part of this pulling podcast uh pulling threads podcast there is is recognizing there are many people who pull threads and who leave the faith who are not living lifestyles of sin and it's 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 for other reasons and it comes down to once you learn something you can't unlearn it and once you experience something you can't unexperience it and i think that those two things the the learning the 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 allowing myself Mm -hmm. to learn uh something that and, and to question so that i can have the freedom to learn. I think that's where I am today. And uh, unfortunately, it has a lot of baggage with it, the hurt and the pain and the shame and, and, and all that. Um, but um, yeah, so I definitely, in terms of a, a faith, like a religious faith or something like that, yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty free of that uh, today. Yeah, that's a definite change from even when we started this podcast. That mm-hmm. that. That sounds different. Okay. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Nathan? Where are you at now? Yeah, for me, it's uh, doing the podcast made me think about it a lot more than I normally do. Because to be honest, uh, I don't feel like I'm missing anything in my life. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a God-shaped hole in my heart uh, that that I constantly need to fill. I don't think about theology on a daily basis, and. I, I'm at, I'm very comfortable with that. I feel like I have a very complete life. I feel like I lead with love. Um, I feel like uh, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just very accepting of where I am now and not knowing things is fine with me and living in understanding that we live in a lot of gray area. Um, yeah, I, I don't need answers to, to all these questions. Um, and it, it's honestly not something I think about a ton unless we put some microphones in front of yeah. ourselves and, and talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's basically Nathan, can you, can you, um, we talked about that Unitarian church experience a little bit, but can you explain like what made you guys want to experience a Unitarian church? What led up to that? So two reasons. One, uh, one of our close friends here, she was, uh, she'd written something that she was sharing at the service and it was beautiful and it was, it was great. And so we were going to support her. And she had invited us, and yeah, we're going to be there for that. Mm. Uh, and then we also kind of wanted to just see if we, what 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 does it feel yeah. like if we do that? If we go in there, if we you know, if we get dressed up on a Sunday morning and go sit in a pew, what what's that experience like? And I got to yeah. be honest, a little uncomfortable, like a little like Ugh. yeah. E- even though there weren't the parts to me, that. yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it was. Even just the acts <laughs> mm-hmm. of what we were doing. The experience was a little, uh, yeah, made me a little uneasy. Um, yeah, and, and that's probably, like, if I try to unpack where that comes from, it probably comes from me feeling like that community thinks what I'm doing now and my beliefs now are wrong. And so when I go into that place, you're going in feeling judged, you know? Uh, and so I think that that's probably where the, the, the uncomfortable feelings come from. But, yeah, I... Did you talk... Did you tithe or did you not have to because you were a They did. They did pass around a, a plate, but we didn't. Yeah, we, we didn't tithe. I didn't have any cash. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, they don't have like there squares. wasn't a, There wasn't a Venmo QR code <laughs> for me. That get passed around. Yeah. Oh, Man, they, probably they need to really update the. There's probably like I a bet they do. square in the plate. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if that, there's no like really concise way to say where I am now other than, yeah, I'm. I'm You're good. fully out of the club and not really exploring options at this point and and totally fine with that well i would say i just feel i just feel kind of free it's nice you know like you were saying i don't feel guilty i was thinking the other day about i kind of had this and i don't know if we want to put this in here or not but i've known this because we've explored it on the podcast but I was listening to a song and it wasn't even I don't even know what it was about but it just made me think about how often I used to just feel like I was a terrible person all the time because I just wasn't good enough or I didn't do this or I need to do this more and and I think some of that comes with like different personality types too but I just haven't felt like that in a really long time like I haven't worried about feeling guilty or not doing this or that and it's just so nice you know um, okay not not to interrupt here but a hundred percent yeah yeah that i yeah why I, would you why would you want to take that out well is that what you were gonna say nate no no, no i i was just gonna say oh. yes like that for to me the freedom the freedom from the guilt oh. i didn't even think about it but when you said it, I was like, yeah, I strongly identify with that sentiment. Like, mm-hmm. yes. And I do feel like that community 
creates a lot of that where you're always feeling unworthy and like you're not doing enough like i'm not yeah praying enough um, my quiet time isn't it'll never be my quiet time game isn't strong that, yeah so the thing i was thinking about we might not want to put in there is that like i had this epiphany like oh the church is thriving off of us feeling like shit basically which i know depending on it people who use it to feel good and all that stuff but like they're making money off of us not ever feeling good enough. And I was like, yeah. Ooh. Like I said, I've, I've thought that before, but it was just something, you know, when you have that little moment every now and then where you're like, whoa. <laughs> so. Yeah. I've definitely come to the realization that I feel like the church wants to maybe portray itself as being dependent on the faith of people, but I really think it's more dependent on the right. fear. Of I guess people. that's, yeah, that's the thing is like, yeah. they would never phrase it that way. It would be more yeah. about the community and the, you know, and again, I'm not trying to, I, I don't know if I want this in there because I don't, I'm not trying to be negative about the church, but just for me, that gave me more peace of like, Oh, okay. So the reason why I'm not, feeling guilty is because I haven't been in that system in a long time, you know, and, and that was the yeah. cause of that. So yeah, I just feel emotionally and spiritually just kind of free. And like you said, I'm not, not worried about, I don't know. I don't, I don't need to know all the answers and that's okay. And mm-hmm. if I want to think on some things, I'll, explore it if I don't it's fine you know I just feel yeah I feel at peace I feel more comfortable talking about my beliefs than I have in the past you know and I feel like through all this that has helped even with the people that we've chatted with on the podcast or people who've listened like you said like I don't feel like I have to hide anymore and that I'm like still a valuable person you're a rock star so it is it is a common thread though I mean it it was something we heard a lot what I I do have a frustration because I think some people think uh oh well you did you're not rejecting God you're just you're just tired of the church and how Christians run the church uh and like I get what you're saying, and yeah, I did that. That part did annoy me, but that wasn't it. Like I got to the point where I had a problem with the concept of God and with the suffering I see in the world, and with the way theology uh, adapts over time mm-hmm. to fit whatever kind of the current. Yeah, I, I I had a lot more problems than just with uh, the church itself. Like I had I had problems with the with rationali- rationalizing. Uh, the beliefs um yeah on, on a deep level and so it yes the church and i think you heard that in a lot of our stories uh like like cliff said it was a common thread but i think it's also deeper than that and i think mm-hmm. you can't just reduce it to just frustration with the church or yeah. with christians or you know but and even with that and nathan i 100 understand and completely agree and on that deep level you know separating the the people of the church and the church yeah. with the God and the the religion, but at the same time, when they throw that out there, it, it's almost like it gives them an excuse to 
ignore what might be happening today. Like they, they, they kind of, they kind of uh, take any disastrous thing in the in the world, whether we're talking about the Holocaust or slavery or uh, North Ireland versus South Ireland, like uh, all of the holy wars, and it doesn't take long to trace them to religion and. And when people act like these kind of events were the aberration of their time and that it wasn't just the norm of the Christian culture, you know? And so when they say things like that, it's like, okay, but are you considering, as you're saying, as you're claiming that we just leave the church because of a handful of people who were hateful within the church or who exploited, you know, whatever, are you then opening up your mind to how what you might be doing or what your church might be doing? might when we look at it in through the eyes of history might be on that same side of history you know so i mean i get what you're saying Nate, and 100 percent agree i just i i too get very frustrated with that with that comment and i hear it a lot and it's a because to me it's a cop-out it's a very cheap cop-out it's not a really for me it's not a truthful way of looking at the situation it's a convenient way uh, to look at the situation. Sorry. Anger. No, no, it's okay. I, I think a less cynical okay. take on it would be it's a self-preservation thing that those people yeah. are doing to maintain their own faith. Like That's what I was yeah. thinking when you were talking because even when like my <laughs> husband and I were first dating, he would say stuff about the church and even though I wouldn't believe that anymore, I would still like be like, well, you don't, you can't say, you don't even know, you're not a part of it. Like I would get... Yeah. <laughs> My feelings hurt, even though I didn't think those things anymore. So it's like, I get it. I understand why people don't see that their systems are oppressing people because it's all, it's usually under the guise of like helping people. Yeah. Well, and they, they get something out of it. Like they feel like they're a better person because of it. And so we're a threat to that, to them feeling. Yeah. Which is how I felt at first too. Yeah, I think that's called Stockholm syndrome, Megan. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think it does. It like when you take that as the well, it's just because of this. It diminishes, I think, the emotional, intellectual struggles we go through mm-hmm. when we decide. Actually, I don't believe this anymore, uh, and and the pain of yeah. kind of detaching from that identity, uh, the the way yeah. you saw yourself and who you were in that community. Yeah. I think for me, if if um, if it wasn't for the, because I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I am being a hypocrite. I understand uh, that it wasn't that long ago. I have underwear that's older than um, than my deconstruction uh, journey. So, um, but uh, I think for me, uh, where I struggle to to just. It's because I, I strongly believe, just because I, I, I know it, I see it, I feel it, that people are harmed, you know? And so I think that that allows me, for better or for worse, to feel free to speak out to the yeah. extent that it, what I do, or at least that gives me an excuse to speak out the way that I do because I know that people are getting hurt. Whereas if it was just a matter of somebody needing to feel good about the afterlife mm-hmm. or, you know hope here on earth or something like that i i don't think i would feel that um even though i think that there might even be some harm in in that you know um but it's just when i see that actual communities of people are are 
being harmed because of these tenets of faith, um, it's hard for me to ignore that. I'm not saying I shouldn't, and I'm not saying that I shouldn't be doing it differently than perhaps what I, how I ought to do it. Um, I'm just saying for me, that's where I struggle to find that line. And that is completely understandable. Mm-hmm. We don't judge you for hypocrisy here at pulling threads. Well, I judge myself sometimes. You shouldn't. I judge myself. Well, okay. What do you mean? Then I yeah. just <laughs> That's all I needed. No. <laughs> just recognize that you're on the journey and you're evolving yeah. as a person. and Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Yeah. Because like you yeah, said, even I, what I, you I, thought two years ago is different from what you thought now. And, yeah. and I think maybe part of that is that old construct of like being right or wrong, you know, which is something that we kind of all grew up with, like needing mm-hmm. to be right and needing to know the answers. And it's like, well, you're going to know what you know when you do, and then you might change and that's okay. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap up this conversation. Uh, so this is for now our last episode. We planned on putting this out like a month after our last uh, conversation, um, and here we are uh, a year later. But um, yeah, th- we'll call it our our finale for now. Finale um, for now. And then if we, you know, if we if inspiration hits, we'll we'll. Uh, We'll get back together and yeah. talk some more. And before we go, I think we should definitely give a huge shout out to all of our listeners because it was nice to hear from you guys and know that even though we enjoyed it just talking together, that we were talking with you guys too. That was nice. Yeah, you, yeah. you 13 out there. <laughs> We really appreciate it. So we ended up, you know, we ended up, I mean, with thousands of people who heard in in a bunch of different countries, which was cool. Um, And yeah, I I think Megan is 100% right that, yeah, it was cool, like, hearing people, like, connecting with what we were doing and saying that really helped me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I felt, yeah. Well, isn't that kind of one of the what should maybe be a good goal for everybody in their life when they're passionate about something, when they believe in something, when they want to be helpful, start with your own little neck of the woods and your own little piece of the yeah. world and of, of your personal world. And, and I think that that that's what we did, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and, and then some, so I don't, I don't know that I know thousands of people. So, um, that's good. We've reached people beyond who I know. So, if you'd like to help um, us reach more, you can donate now. At- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need you to smash that subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we'll close here. This will be the end. Uh, Cliff, do you want to lead us in a closing prayer? <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's, it's gone. Um, good yeah. Christian fun. <laughs> Shout um, out. Still, ne- still never uh, listen to that podcast. Cute. Uh, Cue the pads, please. Let's take it down real low. I'm going to slow my talking <laughs> down. I'm going to shift the timbre. Megan, will you play just as I am? Sure. <laughs> um, just very kind of slowly and let the phrases breathe. <laughs> when you let the phrases breathe, that allows people to really just kind of consider 
their place and and this right. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and I'm gonna go ahead face. and stop this here. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna close normally. That was too triggering. Yeah, I I love you both, and I am very thankful for uh, the journey that we took together with this. Same. My bros. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Nothing sweeter than a ditto. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, until maybe, uh, until uh, until next time, maybe if there is a next time. But yeah, be safe, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Megan, you you had you were about to say something a couple times, and I think I interrupted you once. No, and they, n- it was and probably not important. Well, I'm sure it was Whatever. important, Megan. I'm just a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Save that. No, that's going in the podcast episode. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs>